This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. There's a growing outcry about the restrictions on visiting loved ones in long-term care and the fact that family caregivers are not recognized as such. So I've heard quite a few stories about this, but let me just tell you about the latest one. You know, here in our newsroom, John Anderson, who is our newscaster on our sister station, Classical FM, his mother-in-law is in long-term care, and he got his handy-dandy negative test, as did his wife. Now, you need those before you can get an appointment. They call to get an appointment, and the person at the home who uh, makes the appointments was off. She wasn't being replaced. They're not sure when she's going to come back. They're not sure what kind of backlog there's going to be. And the bottom line, and I've heard this from other people, is that their their negative test might expire before they get an appointment to see their loved one. And on and on it goes. And that happens quite frequently. And the fact that you need that test within two weeks, well, you know, that is more than a lot of the workers are being tested. And that is just one area of frustration. So uh, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And now we go to Dr. Doris Greenspoon, Chief Executive Officer of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario. Hi, Doris. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm very good and equally distressed as you on the restrictions imposed on family members to visit one at a time their loved ones. What part of it distresses you the most? It it strikes me as discrimination, quite frankly, because you and I can babble with whoever we want, right? And we are not asked to do a test every 14 days, as you mentioned. And here we go. Uh, I know of, of residents that are in a single room. I know of uh, several family members that they are self-isolated just so they can go and visit their loved ones. And yet they are not allowed to go and visit. And in the same home, for example, if you have a paid a caregiver, that person is allowed in. So um, we don't see the evidence behind of the policy that is being implemented by some of the homes. Uh, we know that Dr. Williams did say that one visitor um, at the time, and, but at the end he also said it's up to the home what the home does. And in fact, every single nursing home is doing something different. And none of this is benefiting the residents nor the families because, as you know, uh, people go to a nursing home at a very late age and their their months and years are counted and we are uh, we feel we are stealing their time behind behind beneath them. You are absolutely right. I mean, the latest report, the Royal Society report, you know, just called out 
ageism. And uh, I know there are other people in the field and they're saying, you know, nobody asked the residents what they want. And this uh, this could increase another pandemic of loneliness. Well, uh, for, it's already doing it. Uh, we know that Ontario uh, is double the rate of overall death in nursing homes. OECD uh, reports 40% of the casualties of coronavirus were in nursing homes. We have 80% in Ontario. We are leading the pack, not something we should be proud about. So we are asking uh, the Premier to intervene. In fact, I just sent last night, and they responded very quickly to me from the Premier's office, uh, I'm asking the Premier to intervene on several situations where we know that uh, the resident doesn't have a long time to live and that the family still is being blocked from, from visiting. It, it's, 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 it's ageism, it's discrimination, and more than anything else, is inhumane. Quite frankly. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, you just wonder what the reasons behind this are. Are they just trying to, you know, cover their you-know-whats or they're just not organized for it? Uh, Do you have a theory, Doris? I think in part has to do with the leadership of the home. Um, Depending if the leadership is strong, they have more than more resourceful on how to go about the visits. Um, in part, is some say, as you mentioned, um, are they trying to cover something up so families will not see? We hope that that's not the case. I think all in all, the sector is very afraid of moving into a, an outbreak, and that's understandable. Uh, we also need to understand that, you know, people don't live for a long time in a nursing home and they need to see their loved ones and their loved ones need to see them. Absolutely. Let's uh, hear from Helen. Hi, Helen. Uh, hi, Libby. Uh, my visit with my mother was scheduled for last week. Um, it got canceled because of the heat wave, which I could have guessed. Uh, when they had their webinar, I was the only one who asked what happens if the weather's not right. I have just called to find out how many people... My mother's in a unit of 25. She's got dementia. And I just spoke to one of the administrators saying, how many people does this involve? Is it just that unit or is it the whole hospital? There are 105 people in the hospital. Given that only four are allowed a day, that means it'll be another 25... Well, more than 25 because there's none on weekends... Uh, days before I get to see my mother a second time. I haven't seen her the first time yet. It's scheduled for the 14th, which means by Thursday I have to have another COVID test and uh, go through the whole thing, hoping that the heat breaks before well, uh, the time that I have for my visit. That's, you know, um, that, that's, that's just maddening. But, but, Helen, so you have not seen her at all? I have I've seen her... Um, on WhatsApp several times, but I think the first few, she was just plain angry, kept closing her eyes. Now that I show her the garden, she'll open her eyes, but I don't know if she's going to know me when I get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's heartbreaking. And the thing, Libby uh, and Helen, and I gathered you're talking about the webinar we did last night with families. Thank you for attending. Uh, The thing is this, no one is asking me to do a test every 14 days uh, to join my bubble. 
uh, why are we asking uh, the family members of residents? In many cases, it's spouses, by the way, that they are also not advanced age to stand in the sun for hours and to get the test. And, you know, the test can be okay today and then in a few days, no. Like, it's, it's, we don't see again the evidence behind some of these um, imperatives that we are imposing on family members. Rather than give them the PPE, show them how to use, how to don and doff the PPE, that is a must. And I am sure that the same as healthcare workers want to be careful with residents, so do their loved ones. Helen, I, I'm sorry to hear about your trouble. I, I hope you get in to see her next Tuesday. Well, I just want you to uh, make a comment about one of the what was just said, uh, waiting outside in line. Uh, when I went for my test, I was lucky. I ended up lining up inside the hospital. Uh, a couple of days ago, I drove by the hospital, and people were lined up outside. I wonder if how many of those are going for a second time round. I haven't seen you yet. And my mother, by the way, is 98. Well, knock on, knock wood, what can I say? Right, right. But I just, and this happens to be a very good nursing home. As you know, Libby, I've called quite a few times to say how good they are. Um, So, yeah, they're doing the best for the patient, but considering 105, only four a day, do the math. Oh, yeah, I'm doing the math. Helen, thanks for your call. Okay, take care. Okay. Yeah, so uh, are you going to be hearing back from the Premier, Doris? Uh, I am speaking with that office today at 4 p.m., yes. Okay, give us some news. You know, uh, he also has a mother-in-law in a nursing and, home. And you know what? I truly believe that he understands the issue, and he is um, uh, he understands it emotionally, and this is an issue that needs to be understood, understood emotionally. And scientifically. Scientifically, there is no evidence for some of the things we are doing in the situation in nursing homes. And emotionally, we know that we need to allow families in, and the sooner the better. Okay, just before we go, one more thing. There's uh, another whole issue that a lot of these family members, they're not visitors, they're caregivers. Exactly. And need so to that's be- the other thing that we are asking. And you will see that we are coming with a position statement next week. We are asking for... Family for residents in nursing homes, those that can, and if not their families, to have a designated family care partner, not just caregiver, care partner, because families should be considered partners in care and not visitors. Okay. Uh, anything else before we wrap things up? Time to move now, because if we don't allow the visits to expand substantively now in the summer, Just think what will happen next winter. Okay. Doris Greenspun, president of the uh, chief executive of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario. Uh, Please let us know what happens if anything comes out of that phone call. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. And that is all the time we have for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.